I think the message was God is good. Did I get that? Somebody say amen. God is good. Amen. Amen. Well, this morning, I want to say that I love the church. I just wanted to tell you that. I love the church. The church has given me almost everything I have. I grew up in the church. My dad was a pastor. I've lived in a pastor's home as long as I can remember. The church fed me. The church clothed me. The church nurtured me. The church even helped me find my wife. And then later on, the church provided me with health care. And my two daughters came along. So I guess you could say the church provided me my daughters. My daughters were clothed and fed by the church too. The church is still providing for me and my family even as we speak. Yes, I, I love the church. The church is good. God is good. Well, the church isn't perfect. As a matter of fact, the church has disappointed me a few times. The church has frustrated me some. And if I was honest, I would have to say that the church has made me angry a few times. But even so, having said all that, I love the church. I love this church. The church has been called the bride of Christ, the body of Christ. The foundation of the church is Christ. The church's one foundation is Jesus Christ our Lord. You know that one? The foundation of the church is Christ. The church has even been called glorious. Tis a glorious church without spot or wrinkle. On and on and on. By the way, that's the only two times I'm going to do that, so you can just relax. (laughs) But really, simply put, the church is you and me. We are the church. Grace Point is the church, but Grace Point is also part of the church. I love the church. The bride of Christ. The body of Christ. Built on the foundation of Christ. Glorious. That's you and me. That's describing you and me. When I went through all that, did you get the sense at all that there was more to it than we ever thought? When you get up on Sunday morning and start getting ready to come to church, did you ever think in your mind that we are going to be part of the body of Christ? We are the body of Christ. The body of Christ is gathering. The bride of Christ is gathering. This organization that's built on the foundation of Jesus Christ, this glorious church, we're part of that. See, there's there's just more to it than what you and I have given it credit for so long. We are the church. And that means something, brothers and sisters. This isn't just a habit. This isn't just a a cultural experience. This isn't just something I do because, you know, it's what my family has done for years, decades. No, we are the church. And that means something. Father, find us faithful. 
Look down on us. Come with us, Lord God, Emmanuel. Be with us. And help us to be the church as you define it. Somebody say amen. I love the church. (laughs) I love this church. Have you ever wondered how we're doing as part of the church? Grace Point, the body of Christ. You ever wondered how things are going? Well, this morning, I want to take one Sunday out of the year, just one Sunday, and talk about the state of the church. The state of the church message today. Aren't you glad you came? I thought, I heard you laugh. I thought somebody would say amen. The church, the state of the church, this church, this bride of Christ, this body of Christ, this community of faith, the state of the church. Now, if you are a visitor today... I just want you to say this is a little out of the ordinary for me today. So what I'd like you to do is just praise the Lord with us when it's appropriate. Trust God with us at at, at some times and dream with us. Would you do that? You see, the president gives his state of the union. The governor gives his state of the state. I love that, state of the state. I suppose the mayor even gives his state of the city. Never heard it. Don't know if it happens, but I suppose maybe he does. This morning, it's my turn to give the state of the church. Now, I just hope that my state of the church is more honest and realistic than most times they are. I just hope that's true. We'll see the state of the church. My state of the church is broken up into three sections because that's how my mind categorizes things. The the, the state of the church is what was, what is, and what could be. What was, what is, and what could be. Now while I am going through this state of the church message, would you do me a favor? If something I say just um, springs a question into your mind, or, or you think of something that you... You, you would like to ask, or maybe something I don't say causes you to think of a question, would you just write it down or make a note of it so you can ask me later? So I want to try to, to answer everyone's questions, or I will find somebody that can. If you will do that, I'd appreciate it. I want everybody to be informed about the church, this glorious church, this body of Christ. This bride of Christ. That's you and me. Wow. Father, as we jump into this this morning, a little out of the ordinary, a little unusual, I just ask, Lord, that you would just begin to form in our minds and hearts what could be through the life of this church, the body of Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. I love the church. Now, 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 did you hear me? Do you know what I just said? I just said, I love you. <laughs> because you are the church. I love the church. I have a deep love and appreciation for this glorious church. So let's look at this together. First of all, the first category, the first context we want to talk about today is what was. Let me give you a few highlights about last year, what God did through the life of this church, how He blessed this church. 
Our fiscal year, our church year, starts May 1st and runs through April 30th every year. That's our statistical year. So most of what I say in this section, what was, has to do with that time frame. May 1st, 2008 through April 30th, 2009. At least for the most part, that's just the area of time that it, that it talks, that we will be talking about. First of all, I want to talk in this context of what was, I want to talk spiritually. You see, this church, this glorious church, is a spiritual organization. And so first and foremost, what's important to me is, how are we doing spiritually? Because really, in reality, and I think you would probably understand this, if we're doing well spiritually, everything else falls into place. Now we're going to talk about statistically a little bit, and financially and numerically, that just a little bit, but we're going to focus on spiritually because... If, if, it's, if you're on track spiritually, if you're humming along spiritually with God, if God is everything to you and everything you have is His, all this other stuff's going to fall into place. But spiritually speaking, this past year, in our last fiscal year, 99 people accepted Christ as their personal Savior through the ministry of Grace Point. Now, 99. Oh, I tried to find one more. I even was trying to evangelize the secretaries in the office. And they all said they'd already accepted Christ. I even went into Pastor Rex's office and said, Pastor Rex, are you sure that Jesus is in your heart? <laughs> well, yeah, I'm sure. So I went out to the road to try to flag down some cars to see if I could find somebody out there. But hey, guess what? Well, you know, is there a better reason to flag a car down than to talk to somebody about their spiritual destiny? You see, that's what the church does, in part at least. We flag people down, or God uses us to flag people down so that He can change the direction of their lives. But I couldn't find one more. Ninety-nine people accepted Christ. Here is a testimony from three of them. I have been attending Grace Point South since Easter Sunday, the day my girls and I turned our lives over to God and were saved. In July, my girls and I were baptized. With the mentoring and spiritual understanding that I received from Pastor Javier, I have been able to forgive my mother. I pray that that our Lord bridges the distance that my new faith has placed between us. However, I just want to say that I myself was very skeptical when my daughter egged me on to come to this church. She said, I didn't know if I would like a sermon given in Spanish and being translated into English. I felt it only fair to attend Grace Point South with her since she had visited many churches along our spiritual journey, having visited many, many different churches and faiths. I am proud and honored to say that from the first time that I entered Grace Point South and listened to Pastor Javier, even though I could not understand one word that he was speaking without the aid of Pastor Annette, I have finally found my home. I can truly appreciate the Word of God so humbly spoken by Pastor Javier. The good Lord has finally broken down all barriers and has led me into a life of spiritual growth and heart contentment, all with the help of Pastor Javier and the Grace Point family. 
From the bottom of my heart to Pastor Javier, I want to say thank you. My spiritual journey is over, and I can proudly say that I have found what the hole in my heart was longing for. The journey in which God has intended for me now begins. A journey in which I embrace through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Pastor Javier, may God bless you and your family forever and ever. Ninety-nine people, three of them, that came to know the Lord. And I say, and we should all say, praise the Lord. God's top priority for His church is to, to seek and save lost people. Salvation, restoration, re, reclaiming people back to the Lord. Tur- people turning their lives over to Him, back to Him. That is our frontline work. God uses us, He uses all of us for this internal, or eternal rather, endeavor. All of us. As we say, here we are Lord, use us. Ninety-nine new souls in the kingdom Well, praise the Lord. It's becoming a bit of an average for us here at Grace Point. For the last four years, we have averaged right at 100 people coming to know the Lord through the life of the church each year. While that's good, and even one convert is worth the effort, I believe that God can empower us and use us to do so much more if all of the church says, Here am I, Lord. Send me. You see, our standard is this in the church. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. It is God's will that where you live and work and play, where I live and work and play, that we lift up Christ in a way that He can use that to draw people to His side. Do you believe that, brothers and sisters? Our prayer should be, Lord, prepare me. Use me. Help me to be your voice. Your hands, your feet, your body. With all of us doing that, by God's grace and of course with His help and strength, it can be true when they say about Grace Point, the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. This past year, 26 people were baptized. Now do the math with me, 99 were came to know the Lord, and 26 were baptized. If you have come to know Jesus, and you have not been baptized, this is the year. This is the year for you. We will be glad to help you become baptized into the Christian faith. It would be a privilege for all of us to be part of that as we watch you be baptized into the Christian faith. Fill it out on the card. Call the office. Talk to one of the pastors. We would love to have the opportunity and the privilege of baptizing you into the Christian faith. Spiritually speaking, what was? Well, this past year, we started our prayer room in May, or the year before, in May. Over 200 different people took turns praying in our prayer room 24 hours a day for 10 days. 240 hours, pretty much unbroken prayer for 10 days around the clock, leading up to the day of Pentecost. And when I participated in that, the presence of the Lord was special and real and powerful in my life. The prayer room has ratcheted up our prayer ministry more than I could have imagined, and I praise the Lord for it. Our Wednesday evening hour of prayer 
has become a huge blessing to me. 30, 40 people gather each Wednesday night for an hour of prayer and seeking God. And it's been a true blessing. And answers to prayer have come out of that, that ministry. Are you plugged in to those two growth opportunities at all? The prayer room or the hour of prayer? I am so thankful for the sweet presence of the Lord in the prayer room, in our hour of prayer, and in our lives. God truly has been with us this year, spiritually speaking. Numerically, just a little little mention about numerically, a small indicator of how God's church is doing. Our Sunday school attendance in the last fiscal year grew about 80 over the past year, which is, in, which is great. We're, praise the Lord for that. 80 more in Sunday school. Our morning worship attendance, is we averaged 835 this past year in morning worship. 19 more than the previous year. Our membership stands at 902 people, 30 more than the past year. Grace Point South, as I mentioned, is doing very well. For after two years of existence, in existence, they averaged around 80 this past year. But last Sunday, two Sundays, no, last Sunday, they had 134 people in attendance. In that part of town. And we praise God for it. People like these three ladies that, that I read the testimony for today. People whose lives are being impacted and changed because we have stepped out in faith and stretched ourselves and opened that work in Grace Point South. And I praise the Lord and thank you for it. Numerically, God is helping us, blessing us. Financially, the last thing in what was... Financially, last year in our, in our um, fiscal year, the Lord led you and helped us to raise more money than we've ever raised in our history. Over here in this bullet, there's a bulletin board in this hallway over here. Every month, there is a one-sheet snapshot of the finances of the church that you are... Please, please look at and peruse that and, and study it. If you have any questions, the treasurer, the finance committee, the pastor, the church, anybody would be glad to answer any questions that you might have about the finances of the church. Now, we praise God that more money was raised this past year than ever before. But also, do you know what happened? More money was spent this past fiscal year than ever before. It takes a lot of money to run this place. There are pastors and staff and, and, and their families that, are, that, that you support, and we are grateful for your faithfulness. This large building in the, in the grounds also takes a lot to keep up. And there are a number of things that, are, that, that go into that. There are also ministries that continue to grow, and we would like to expand. So God is helping us to be faithful, and we thank you for it. I praise God for the careful ministry of the, of, with the finances that the finance committee takes care of and the church board and how they, they are careful with what is given. This past year, at the beginning of the fiscal year, we prayed, Lord, would you lead us, the finance committee, Lord, would you lead us and help us to know what to do, what would be best for us to do financially for this church this year? And the Lord led us, after a number of months of, of, of praying and brainstorming, the Lord led us to refinance our loan. You will remember that. You approved that transaction. Our loan payment monthly went from 30000 approximately a month down to about $15,000 a month. 
The Lord helped us during these uncertain, difficult times when we needed it most. And we praise God for that. Last year, we gave away $240,000 nearly. $240,000 to missions and to other organizations that are ministering in our area. We gave away $240,000. That means that Grace Point is more than a tithing church. Almost 17% of our income was given away. I think God would be pleased with that, don't you? Don't you think God so loved the world that He gave? And that's what He wants from you and His church. Grace Point is more than a tithing church, and I am Thankful and grateful for that. Psalm chapter 103, verses 1 and 2 says this. Psalm chapter 103, verses 1 and 2. Praise the Lord, O my soul, all my inmost being. Praise His holy name. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not His benefits. God is good, as the choir sang today. God is faithful. What should our response be, brothers and sisters, but to sing praise to Him? Join me in this, if you know it. I sing praises to Your name, O Lord. Praises to Your name, O Lord. For Your name is great, And greatly to be praised. I sing praises to Your name, O Lord. Praises to Your name, O Lord. For Your name is great and greatly to be praised. Amen. What was? Good year. Now we go to what is. Right now, what is? Well, as usual, every year at Grace Point, it's a, it's a, it's a challenging year and an exciting year. Every year is. Partly, I think, because our fiscal year starts with the summer months, we always get off, seem to get off to a slow start. We pick up in the fall. That's why I am really glad that, that Tuesday is September. Excited about that. With, it, with these summer months that we have just passed by, we have had some challenges financially. This is what is today. We've had challenges financially. I guess to be honest with you, that kind of puzzles me. Because I'm not talking about people that haven't decided to, to, to be faithful and tithe in. I'm talking about what normally comes in on a regular basis. That people normally do. Well, in the summer, that normal stuff is lower than normal. Than usual. Anyway. You know, I'm thinking, now how is that possible? Here's what Carl and I do, for what it's worth. If, if we decide to take a vacation, and we're adding up all that it costs for that vacation... And for us to take that vacation, it means that we get into what God's tithe is. We change our plans for our vacation. That's just what we do. Because you see, we start out with this understanding. The tithe is not ours. 
It's God's. And so what we do, what we try to do, we try to be faithful to do this, and I think we are for the most part, is we try to adjust our lives while still being faithful to God. Because after all, it's His anyway. I don't know that there's anything that I do, whether it's Christmas or back to school or vacation, I don't know that there's anything that I do that is really worth taking from God. So far this year, we have received in tithes and offering about $50,000 less during the same time last year. So we're $50,000 down over the last year. Now, our expenses, what's going out, is $20,000 less than last year. So we're trying to be careful. Normally, when we put a budget together, the finance committee and the church board talks about increases of 3% in that area. Each year, historically, from time, most of the time, our income grows around 3%. So we plan on a 3% increase. This year, when we were talking about what the budget should be, we decided let's not figure in any increase. Let's stick with where we are, where we've been, because difficult times, people haven't had jobs and that kind of thing. So we didn't plan into the budget this year any increase, any projected increase, which was conservative for us. Normally, what we normally do is add some. It was, it was rather conservative for us. But still, the giving is down more than our expenses that we're trying to, to do better at. So we need your help. We have a list of projects, always do. We have a list of ministries that we'd like to increase and add and, 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 and bring into to more ministry opportunities for the church family. Most of those things are on hold until the finances pick up. Now, don't forget, Tuesday is September. But you know, this is God's church. And what should we do in times like this? What do you, anybody have a suggestion? What should we do? How about trust God? It's His church. He owns everything. He's got a plan. That's the good news. God has a plan for you and your family and for this church family. There are some things that, that we need to be aware of, I think. For example, I've been reading and hearing, on, reading in the paper and hearing on the news that, that this fall there is some concern about the N1H1 or vice versa flu. And they say that it is possible for an epidemic of some sort to break out in parts of the country. It's possible. Schools are planning for it. Hospitals are planning for it. A couple years ago, we had some county health officials come to our church when the bird flu was being talked about. They were talking about this possible epidemic. And they came into our church and said, we'd like to know if we can, have your, or we can use your church in case of an epidemic. And they said, by the way, whether you say yes or no, we're going to use it anyway. They said, well, then thanks for asking. So the, the county health officials have been planning for these things. So if it happens, don't know if it will, not sure that it will, but if it happens, a flu epidemic breaks out, and they say to the people in our community, no large gatherings for a month. I don't know if that would happen. I don't know. That would kill us right now. Or let's just say this winter, we have one or two Sundays that are snowed out. 
You see, we are right there on the edge. Just want you to know that. Kitty Prep also has been struggling lately. They're doing better this week. They got more people or more children signed up. They're doing better. But they've been struggling too because of this economy. They had to lay off one week early their summer help. There's a few other things that they did in order to save some money. But what we need to do in this current environment is to trust God and be faithful. Because God's plan always works when God's people are faithful to it. Amen, Pastor Chuck. So when you think about it, would you say a prayer for Kitty Prep, that ministry? Let me pray for it now. Just join me as we pray. Lord, we thank you for the ministry that we call Kitty Prep. We thank you for the the little children that come every day, uh, nearly 200 of them that come every day, and how they are taught the Bible and principles of the Bible. I ask, Lord, that you'd continue this ministry to the glory of God. We thank you for the people that have come to know Jesus through this ministry. We thank you for the administration and the staff and the teachers and the kitchen help and all of the people that work to make that ministry go. So we ask, Lord, for your protection on it. And may it be healthy in all ways. In Jesus' name, amen. What we are facing now is not unique to us. Every church I know in this community is struggling financially in one way or another. I got, I, got a, um, I got a note in the mail just the other day, and this church conference that was being planned that I get received information about was shut down. We canceled it because not enough churches had signed up for it. All non, non-profits that I know about are hurting and their budgets are down. There's a, there's a man in our church that works with four or five non-profits in our community. All of them are struggling. I was listening to WBCL this week. WBCL is struggling financially. All these entities, these organizations that depend on donations are struggling in this economy. Someone gave me an article recently from the Wall Street Journal. The title was this, Slump Strains Church Finances as Needs Grow. You see, God's plan is for the church to impact the community in good times and maybe especially bad times. So it is more important now than before for all of us to be faithful and ask God to meet our needs and the needs of the church as we help the community. Our food pantry is being used more than it ever has, as far as I can tell. Uh, there, were, there were record numbers at, at, at uh, the resale. People are in need. We're not alone in this. James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4 says this. James 1, 2 through 4. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. These tough times that we go through personally, as a church, as a community, as a country, these tough times God can use to make us stronger and build our faith and help us to become mature, not lacking anything. So really, I'm excited to see what God's going to do next. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. What was, what is, and now my favorite part quickly, What could be? Just think with me today. With what could be. Do you know with God the sky's the limit? 
Do you know that God can do anything? That God can do anything but fail? That with God all things are possible? Simply put, God has a plan. God has a plan for your life. God has a plan for the life of this church. God has a plan for Kitty Prep. You know, nothing that I said this morning has made God walk back and forth and pace back and forth and saying, Oh my Lord. Oh, does he say that? Oh my, what am I going to do with our church? What am I going to do with those people? He knows, he knows what's going on. It has not been a surprise to him. And he has a plan. And God often says, I believe, why don't you follow my plan? It'll work. What could be if all God's children were faithful? What would our world be like? You know what it would be like? There are 6 billion plus people in our world today. There are around 2 billion Christians, they say. Maybe some of them are nominal Christians or Christians because, our country, like in Russia, everybody thinks you're born. Uh, people would tell me if you're born in Russia, you're a Christian. A lot of people tell me that. Maybe there's people that, that just say they're Christian in name only. So let's just say there's 1 billion Christians in the world, really strong Christians. About 6 billion people in the world. You see, God's plan is for all of us to touch the world for Christ. And if every follower of Jesus Christ would speak His name and lift up Christ, you would have to, in order for us to reach the world, you would just have to help six people come to know Christ in your lifetime. Think about that. Just six people in your lifetime. You see, it's God's plan that His church is faithful, reaching out. It is possible for us to change this world if all God's people were faithful. Polster George Barna says that the evangelical Christians, which is us, evangelical Christians, they give an average of 4% of their income to the church. Think what could be. If all God's people were faithful. Yet God's plan, at least in part, is 10%, a tithe. If all of us in this church were faithful, our giving would nearly triple. And that's true for every church around the world. Now think about this. What could be spiritually, financially, numerically? What could be? God help us. God help us to embrace His plan. And say, God, here am I. Send me. Use me. Brothers and sisters, we have within our power, by God's grace, we have within our gifts and abilities in this church to change this community. Just us. This doesn't take just, it's not just us out there. But if all of us, think what we could do if everybody were faithful. If everybody in this town, every follower of Christ were faithful to God, there would be no poverty in Fort Wayne. There would be no housing issue in Fort Wayne. There would be no homeless in Fort Wayne. Think about that. You see, why does it work, Pastor? Well, it's God's plan. It's God's plan. And when God's people follow His plan, it works. Pray with me, will you? Father, you gave your Son. Help us to give our all for you. Help us to say, here we are, Lord. Send us. Use us. 
Father, shine through us. In Jesus' name, Amen. Let's stand together. The light of your love is shining in the midst of the darkness shining. Jesus, light of the world, shine upon us. Set us free by the truth you now bring us. Shine on me. Shine on me. Shine, Jesus, shine, fill this land with the Father's glory. Place, spirit, place, set our hearts on fire. Flow, river, flow, flood the nations with grace and mercy. Send forth your word. Lord, and let there be love. Lord, I come to your awesome presence. From the shadows into your radiance. I, the blood, I may enter your brightness. Search me, try me, consume all my darkness. Shine on me. Shine on me, shine, Jesus, shine, fill this land with the Father's glory, place, spirit, place, let our hearts on fire, flow, river, flow, flood the nations with grace and mercy, send forth your word, Lord, and let there be light. How about this? How about it? What would it be like if we could give away a million dollars a year? <laughs> would that do something to change things in this city? What if we, what if we could try to do that? It's possible now if all God's people were faithful. God's plan works, and I praise Him for it. Father, thank You for Your plan. Help us to be faithful to it and watch You work far more than we could ever ask or imagine. In the powerful, matchless name of Jesus. And all God's faithful people said, Amen. God bless you.